0: A mighty feast of hot, steaming music brought to you in stereo by BostonFreeRadio.com. Boston Free Radio has no corporate agenda. We're independent media for the people. Your music, your voice, your station.
1: What is good, y'all? The indefinable Sterling Golden is in the building. This is the Chop Session, held down by 320 Entertainment. We thank y'all once again for locking in for this award-winning series here on Boston Free Radio. And to those who celebrate the holiday this coming Thursday, we hope y'all have a fabulous holiday with your families later this week. Now, in case you sleep on an episode of The Chop Session or you happen to lock in late for an episode during a Monday night premiere on Boston Free Radio, say less, we got you. You can stream each and every episode of The Chop Session wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All y'all gotta do is search The Chop Session with Sterling Golden and hit that subscribe button. Now, this week here on The Chop Session, we have a man I've known in the industry for well over a decade now. He has a brand new release with his band, The Future Starlets. It is called Deluxe. It is a must-listen, y'all, wherever you stream music. And, of course, you should get a hold of a physical copy, too. I happen to be holding in my hands the special art book edition of the Deluxe album. This man is one of the very best showmen, in entertainment out here in Boston and beyond. The man has some great acting credits as well. He is Gene Dante, and he is looking dapper here this week on The Chop Session, sitting across from me right now. So, Sir Dante, take it away, man. What's good? Welcome to The Chop Session. Happy Monday evening.
2: Sterling Golden. It's great to be here, man. Thank you for having me in.
1: Hey, you know, I mean, it's been a long minute since we've last talked on the radio, and It's been a longer minute since I first met you out here, you know, it was literally about 11 years ago at the former Harper's Ferry, today Brighton Music Hall, where we first did our thing, first connected, and now here we are this week on The Chop Session, and we're ready to do this thing talking about Deluxe, which is a brand new studio album from Gene Dante and the Future Starlets, and we are here this week to talk about everything you're doing now, the future past all things gene dante and the future starlets so let's talk first now about deluxe it dropped last month after an epic release party at the magic room norwood mass in the usa big love on that situation sorry i missed out by the way
2: it's all right it's a it's a a bit of a hike out of the city but uh worth worth the trip it's a crazy time uh that club just got you know, got off to a start, and it is the sound system's amazing. The visuals in there are great. Uh, it's it. Uh, I I just foresee people traveling to that in in the future, and and you know as well as I do, we're on the same schedule. We're in the same line of work, so it's hard for us to each get a night off and check each other's stuff out.
1: Well, I'll say this too. Speaking of the Magic Room, I've known the Desmond family as long as I've known you, Gene, and anything that involves a Desmonds. From brother Des to Casey and the entire family, you know it's a lituation and a half. So oh, big yeah. love to the Desmonds for getting the Magic Room back up and running again at a new location. And you already know that I will be pulling up at some point soon to finally see it.
2: Oh yeah, and you you will not be let down, and I know you, you'll have a great time there. Yeah, I, I met Des uh, at the Rat. Uh, if you want, do you want that story? Or? Please go All ahead. Right. So. Uh, So uh, he was having a significant birthday and uh, evidently his wife, Kathy, was trying to hire a drag queen to come out and feed him cake on stage during the middle of a Bentman set. And they couldn't get one that would come in for less than crazy amounts of money and having two bodyguards. They were all terrified of the rat, according to what I was told. Uh, I happen to know uh, their cousin, June. And she said, Look, I know you've done some crazy Rocky Horror stuff and everything. Do you think you could would you be willing to dress in drag and, and do this gig? And I was <laughs> oh, like, Oh my god. Wait, I'm like, the Bentman need that? I'm like, Yeah. You know, I was looking to meet people. I was like, let's do it. I was young, hungry. And uh I went to the rat in full drag, and not like drag queen, like showgirl kind of thing that goes out. Like I mean like trying to pass as a woman and it was
1: pretty,
2: uh, I was a little terrified, (laughs) but I made a lifelong friend out of it.
1: (laughs) You know, in that whole passage, you mentioned the Rat, the old Rat Skeller. You bet, Okay, now, I've heard the legend of the Rat Skeller. Now, I will admit, when they closed in the 90s, I was still a tad too young for clubs, but I've heard the legend of the Rat for years now, all the iconic bands that have played at the Rat over the years, and... The famous story about the final night of the rat with mr butch god rest his soul you know but i uh want to know from you uh, your memories of the rat actually before we get started on talking gene dante let's hear about the rat and gene dante
2: sure uh that might have been my first time at the rat i was really young and uh you know really just green to the whole music scene and and what was going on i'd heard about the bent i heard it was crazy show and and uh and it did not disappoint. And it was an amazing night. I had a great time. Uh, and uh, that was my introduction to the rat. And the fact that I didn't get my head kicked in <laughs> for me, <laughs> which I don't, you know, I'm not putting that on anyone. I'm just, that was my own fear. And, uh, and the fact that I made lifelong friends out of the Desmond family from that event, because we, we all bonded. Uh, I've got to feed cake to the Bentman men and the audience people. I got to, you know, be a, crazy, you know, performer up there. And it, it, it uh, further infected me with the need to be in front of an audience.
1: Bondified, (laughs) bondified, bondified lies. The Batman man. Okay. Let's talk now. Gene Dante and the future starlets, the new record deluxe out now on all digital streaming platforms. And I'm holding a physical copy here, the art book edition. So let's first talk about the album. Now, this was the first time in about a decade That Gene Dante and the Future Starlets have dropped a full length after doing a string of really dope singles. My favorite one being We Are All Whores. (laughs) You know, I love that song. Thank you. But I want to know why it took 10 years or, you know, whatever it was for Gene Dante and the Future Starlets to get back doing full length albums.
2: Well, uh, I... For the longest time, I I felt that the album was dead. I felt like the LP was was, – its day was done and it was time because everyone was streaming, everyone was using iTunes or YouTube or some other way, non-physical way to enjoy music. And so I said, well, what's the point of an album when people are just going to – they're just going to pick the songs? And let's face it, I'm not going to name any names, but there are plenty of artists that put in an album and it's two good songs and the rest is crap. And I Mm – And uh, I don't want to be that person, <laughs> so I um, uh, I blew off producing a full length album. I also didn't have a concept for an album, and to me, an album should have some kind of some kind of uh, a through line or thread or common. the, the albums I love the most all have that. I think of, I will say it. I love Kiss Destroyer. I mean, that's Bob Ezrin. Come on, baby. (laughs) Uh, I love Jim Carroll's Catholic boy. I love, I love rock and roll. I love Ziggy Stardust. I love welcome to my nightmare. Another Bob Ezrin. Um, but those albums all have a, a, a flow. They all have a through line. It doesn't sound like hodgepodge or, yeah. you know, anything like that. And so I, I, and I wasn't, I didn't have a direction up my, the record label that I loved so much had folded that I yeah. was on Omni rocks. They were, they were great. Um, I, I was on my own. I didn't know what to do. We had no money. Right. And so, We said, all right, we'll just do singles. And then as I was writing the new bunch of songs, I saw recurring themes and I saw the album kind of taking place in my head and what, uh, what I would want to do. And I, and I was advised by people, oh no, you should just release like four songs at a time. That way you can stretch it out. You can do, and I didn't, I held out. And of course I held out so long that the pandemic hit, you know, the pandemic comes along, we're in this health crisis and we're sitting there with a completed album and nothing and know what what to do with it but anyway so it took me a long time just to really find myself we were playing shows i was doing a lot of theater i was kind of balancing my time between music and that always writing but not with the intention of of going in the studio
1: you know you mentioned the health crisis a few moments ago i think i've asked almost everybody this season and even last season how they handled or were handling the public health crisis at its height. I guess I'll whip that out for Gene Jean Dante also, the public health crisis and Jean Dante. Tell us about it.
2: Well, thank you for whipping it out. Um, <laughs> but, no problem. Uh, <laughs> Stay out of the way. It's long. <laughs> this could go on for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I will say this. Um, I tried to do my, uh, I listen to the news broadcasts every day from uh and yeah you can slap me but I the the uh the daily statements from people like Andrew Cuomo yes I realize he's in the doghouse right now okay but Dr Fauci and other scientists I also uh took to to cop that phrase an abundance of caution like I would do things sure. like I would I wouldn't allow my parents to go grocery shopping I went for them I still do and uh I you know I masked up, I used to wash the groceries, I did everything you know. I thought I had to do. You get me, I think we're on the same wavelength there. We're, we're both very close with our parents. Um, but uh, And I still do that, but I also like, I still wear a mask when I go into a, a, a grocery store or if I'm going into an indoor building and I, I don't know everyone's status. Call me crazy, call me paranoid. I have close personal friends who have lost dear loved ones to this virus because, and, and they weren't people, they weren't deniers or anything. It just happened and it sucks. And, uh, so while I didn't, uh, unplug myself and let myself go or just give up, throw up my hands, I did what I had to do. I pretended that we were, you know, okay, okay. So this is what's happening. It's like, if you were in a host, in a hostile climate you would wear either a winter coat or you would wear sunscreen so i said so there's one more things we one more thing we have to do and and even if we don't have to even if we were mistaken like washing our groceries turns out it's airborne it's not something on the surface at least we were overly cautious still though you you know it doesn't hurt exactly it only took a couple extra seconds exactly i didn't feel assaulted because my convenience was disrupted (laughs)
1: What are your thoughts? We'll get to Deluxe in a few minutes. I promise y'all. It's not going uh,
2: anywhere. (laughs) Exactly.
1: I got a lot of questions, okay, about Deluxe and everything around it. But before we get further, more on this health crisis thing, I got to know, and this could be a good soundbite. What are Gene Dante's thoughts on those who choose to continue to walk unvaccinated?
2: I, um, I fear for those people because, uh, while everyone has freedom of choice, I get it. All right. I get it. I, I fear that those people are going to one day, this thing isn't gone. So they could very well get it. They could get it from an asymptomatic person. That's right. And I really, I I just said, I said it to someone who didn't want to get vaccinated, didn't want to, I said, do you really think you're going to win that lottery? Are you so sure that you're the one that's going to get it? And just, it's going to be like having a cold for a week. Are you sure you want to spin right. that wheel? Cause I don't, I don't have, I got the other kind of luck. If somebody throws a full can of beer into an, into a crowd, guess whose head gets hit. It's me. I'm the guy, I'm that guy. Yeah. So I, I feel, I pity those people. I fear for them. I wish they would drop the parent, the paranoia about, you know, they're trying to put, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff in us. Um, we got rid of polio with vaccines, you know, we got rid of everything and you can be as paranoid as you, as you want. But you know what, if you, if you don't know, maybe, maybe become a scientist. So then right. you, you, then you can be qualified to question it. Not just cause you quote, don't believe it. You know what? I don't believe in a lot of things and it doesn't mean they're not real. I also do believe in some things and that doesn't mean they are real, you know, so
1: for the record, by the way, Gene Dante and myself are both fully vaccinated. You bet. So. We're, sitting here,
2: we're still sick and we're still sitting six feet apart, you yes. know, but we are, we, we made a commitment to each other. We said, oh, are you vaccinated? I'm vaccinated. Right.
1: Whipped it out. And that's a measuring stick, you hey. know, I mean, he's used that to <laughs> yeah, keep each other apart. No, but, um, no, but seriously, y'all. okay. There have been a lot of folks out there in the public eye who have had very strong words for those who walk unvaccinated. You may have heard about them in the news, you know, but, I think it's interesting, you know, to hear about what people who are vaccinated have to say about those who feel that mandates for vaccines are somehow trampling upon their rights, or they think that it's some sort of political stance, or it could be even as spiteful as those who didn't get their guy, quote unquote, voted into public office and feel that this is some sort of revenge by not getting it. Back. I don't know how they how that works, but Then again, I don't know how the mind of an unvaccinated person works either.
2: I'm with you. And all the people that are telling you, you don't have to get vaccinated are vaccinated. If you look at every politician, which you're right, it shouldn't be a political debate. It's not. It's a debate about science and health and why that's something political. When we have, uh, you know, Dr. Fauci, who's been uh, a servant of the people, yeah. For several presidencies on both sides of the fence. That's right. Guys, it's not a political issue.
1: It's not. I mean, and how it became one is anybody's guess. I personally don't see how your protection and your health becomes a political thing. I don't know how that shit works. Right. You know, but let's talk about what does work. And that is this new album from Gene <laughs> Dante. And the future starlet is called Deluxe. It is out now on all digital streaming platforms. We're about to hear a track right now. Before we get into more discussion about the album and everything surrounding this experience, this first track, if you subscribe to my Spotify playlists, you may have heard this one on Lituation Airwaves. I believe it's three. (laughs) I can't remember my own stuff here. It is three. You're prolific. You keep producing and that's why. It's okay. It is Lituation Airwaves three on spotify more importantly it is on deluxe from gene dante and the future star it is called lie do you wanna talk more about lie do you wanna uh
2: well it's it's a brief song about uh basically listing all the lies we say to someone or ourselves uh when we need to survive because you've either either somebody has died or you've broken up or you've dumped them or they dumped you, whether it's a friend or a former lover or anything, but there are things that we say to each other. And the whole, the concept of the song is simple. It's, I actually kind of stole the title from the Beatles. Do you want to hear a secret? And so I said, well, do you want to hear a lot? What, you know, do you want me to lie? And the verse is all the lies that we say. And then the core the, excuse me, the, um, the verses are the, uh, are the questions about should i tell a lie will it make it will it help because sometimes a lie can can smooth things over even if it's not a, especially if it's not a harsh lie but uh and i don't mean a lie about something significant but a lie just to end something or to move on and then the refrains are are all the lies you do say i can power through i can soldier on i can get over you myself and the fact that you're gone
1: and i'll tell you too This song, everything about it, I love. Okay, it's bombastic. It's huge. It's over the top. You know, it's trashy. It's glamorous. It's under three
2: minutes. (laughs) And it's
1: under three minutes.
2: Yes, it is that. I'm a fan of the short pop song. That
1: stratospheric glam, you know, early glam sound. This track, Lie, Do You Wanna, captures it in a nutshell. See, back in the day in the Boston area, we used to have this dance night, and it lasted a long, long time out here. It was called The Pill at the Old Great Scott in Austin, Massachusetts. It's run by Ken and Michael V, pop, Modern Indie, and Beyond. I'm old, you guys. I remember that whole <laughs> spiel. It was a great night. It was a great night. Well, this song, I could see this song being the closer to a long night at The Pill.
2: Thank you. Wow, that's I love the pill, and I, that's a huge
1: compliment. It's how I see it, y'all. Let's see if you agree if you're a long-timer out here. It is called Lie, Do You Wanna, Gene Dante, and the Future Starlets. I am the indefinable Sterling Golden. This is The Chop Session, and this is Boston Free Radio. Back in a few.
0: Do you wanna hear a lie? Will it help you? things over? Will it help you twist the knife? Do you want to hear a lie? Will that give you confidence? Does it suit your appetite? I can buy Does that make it justified? Do you wanna hear a lie? Does that make it okay? Will you leave here satisfied? I never look at your picture.
1: To match the stars Gene Dante, Brett Summers, Charles Nelson Riley. Oh, wait, wrong show. This is the chop session. Anyway, y'all, that was Lie Do You Wanna from Gene Dante and the Future Starlets here on the chop session. This is Boston Free Radio. I am the indefinable Sterling Golden. And of course, Sir Gene Dante is our guest this week in studio. As said earlier on, family, in case you sleep on an episode of The Chop Session or you happen to lock in late for an episode on Boston Free Radio, say less, we got you. Stream each and every episode of our series wherever you listen to podcasts. All y'all gotta do is search up The Chop Session with Sterling Golden and hit that subscribe button. Gene Dante talking about Deluxe, the brand new album out now on all digital streaming platforms. And you can also get physical copies as well. I'm holding the art book edition, which dropped this past Wednesday. And in fact, I understand in 2022, you may be also holding in your hands a double vinyl edition of Deluxe. That is the plan, Stan. (laughs) Well, let's talk about this plan, Stan. Uh, Deluxe is the new record. Some really amazing stuff on this album, you guys. We're talking about... A platter like no other, it's like 15 songs. It's 15 tracks, yeah.
2: A few of them are shorter than the others, but then there's a couple of not super long ones, but uh, it definitely is a flow of an album. It is 15. We didn't compromise, you know.
1: It's more than an album, though, you guys, as I'm holding the art book edition here, it's also an experience, like a multimedia experience, interactive in, in a way, because you have the sound, you know, and you also have the vision, the sound and vision experience, Okay. So we're talking about a sound and vision deal here from Gene Dante and the Future Starlet. It's almost like a book and record set from when you were a child, where you have the music, and you have these amazing after-hours party images, okay? So let's talk about this whole experience here. Let's talk about first the vibe of the Deluxe album. Did you go into this one envisioning perhaps the Future Starlet performing live at some really over-the-top after-party while the orgies happening and you're <laughs> playing the soundtrack
2: well we, we wouldn't be performing our musical instruments if that was going on that's for sure <laughs> good lord
1: go um, on go on
2: <laughs> i can't speak for anyone else but uh well when i was writing the songs you know the way the process with me and the band works is i'll come in with a uh a chord progression and lyrics and a melody and ideas for other things and then we kind of we finalize it together but I noticed recurring themes are happening and I said, all right, well this is now I'm, I'm seeing what I saw in albums. I liked like there's a flow to this and there's everything. <laughs> um, and so the vibe is always told from a semi biographical perspective. So it's a lot of, there's a lot of things about like detoxifying your life, uh, getting unhealthy people or, or, or ending unhealthy relationships, or maybe even being the person who gets kicked out. Cause I've been kicked out a few times in my life. Um, but, uh, yeah. you know, and the, also the self, uh self- affirmation and reassurance of the survivor, like diamond in a trash can is definitely the, the peak of that um, and or accepting things like uh, dirty dirty is a is a, is definitely a you know a kind of uh, take a stand about or own what you are mm. um, but uh yeah as far as where we would play, that's where the visual part kind of came in when it came time to put the album together john i who produced it and also um did most of the engineering on it uh he and i worked the flow together because there's some things that have transitions we wanted to make sure there were transitions like all of the great vinyl albums always have some kind of transition in there at least a few um and also the flow of the songs like is this telling a story was something missing as we were recording it uh Diamond in a Trash Can needed some kind of a prelude, and that's where Whomever You Need came in. And that was something we literally wrote in the studio and uh and put it together. Showtime was always gonna be the opener. No Road Home was always gonna be the closer because the they they really work as bookends and as a prologue and an epilogue. Um the visual aspect, so you know, John and I did the the sonic aspect and then when we needed an album i wanted i it's me i hate just posing for a photo for an album cover because i don't want to do that i i don't perform the best that way i'm not a statue i i need to move i need to talk i need to feel the kinetic energy between people so i had a few meetings with jenny bergman at the secret bureau of uh, art and design yes And uh, we agreed that we'd work together and she'd be the art director on it. And she came up with this idea because I had told her, like, here's what I like, here's what I hate, you know, or here's what I'm not comfortable with. And she said, well, I'm thinking about a Studio 54 speakeasy kind of vibe, right, where she goes, we're going to put everyone, we need a space, probably a rehearsal room. We're going to do some live shots actual from an actual concert, but I want, and we're going to use studio stuff that we've already done and maybe some new stuff, but then I want to just float around the room and take photographs and maybe say, okay, you guys go over there. You talk to her. Um, who are you uh, comfortable kissing, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. It was pre pandemic. So we could still do it. I know people look at the photos and they're like, how did you do this in the middle of pandemic? It was literally three weeks. We took the photos three weeks and then everyone went into lockdown so it was like the last, it was like the last hurrah before the pandemic, that that, that photo shoot. But it really captured, because we looked at photos of Studio Four and didn't try to cre- recreate them, just the archival kind of look of a lot of the black and white, where it has this look like it's, you know, something in the Library of Congress or something, and yet exciting, and, and there's lines intersecting and everything. So we wanted that kind of vibe.
1: But before we get more into the photo shoot, let's talk mm-hmm. about the music itself of Deluxe. This thing marinates in so many amazing sounds, you guys. If you have not yet heard Deluxe by Gene Dante and the Future Starlets, expect to get hit with a tapestry of glam rock, punk, power pop, disco, you know, everything that makes Gene Dante and the Future Starlets such a sparkling tribute to all things dope about our scene out here. It isn't captured in this new album called Deluxe, and it sets the tone for said photo session. Now, I want to know from you, out of these 15 songs, okay, if you can name one that would be the ultimate for a live concert experience, full arena, you know, full of fans, full of loved ones, getting in their shit, you know, just in their vibe, in their zone, what would be to you off this record the perfect show closer, the final track of the night, the one that sets off, the rest of the vibe going forward for the rest of the night. The after party's coming. We need that song to set up the rest of the night. What is it?
2: Oh, so if I had to pick a show closer from this record, that is a tough one. Um, But I will say when we've played the songs out live, I just feel like people move to Diamond in a Trash Can. It's got a groove. It's got a Uh, middle eight or middle 32 i don't even know how long is that like changes the tempo it drops into a different you know modulates and it's got like parts that the audience can sing and they they've definitely been dancing to it so i like that one Uh, i i really have to pick it that just from audience results uh show closes i mean we don't do it as a closer, but one of the hardest hitting ones on the album is she's outside. I mean, that definitely it, we knew it had to kick the record off because it's just so heavy, but it really works later. in the I love that song. Dude. Thank you very much. Thank you for a song that uses an old Moog synthesizer riff, which is, that's how it started. It all started with, I wonder if I could use this Uber simple riff and create something really cool. And I mean, between the band and John, I, uh, I knew I had the right people to help me realize that.
1: And by the way, y'all, Sheets Outside is on my latest Spotify playlist, Lituation Airwaves 4. So seek that out now. And of course, take out Deluxe from Gene Dante and the Future Starlets. Now, now, let's talk more about the after-party photos. Okay. <laughs> talking about how they got arranged, what the vibe <laughs> was supposed to be. I'm looking through these, and I will keep it 100 with all y'all off air prior to our taping today. I looked at these photos and I looked at Sir Dante and I said, my phone rings, you know, you could have called me,
2: (laughs) you know? (laughs) And I I should um, have, I am an idiot. (laughs) No, no, you're
1: fine, you're fine, you're fine, another time. But I got to say, you know, everything about it, you know, I've seen this vibe many times over, you know, but this really colors in the experience of the Deluxe music, you know? So I got to know, you know, let's talk about it. What if Gene Dante could have been around 1977, 1978 at that velvet rope, hoping to get let in by Steve Rubel. Okay. Would you have tried?
2: Uh, I would have shown up and seen if they thought I was worthy. Sure. Uh, I, it's funny. You see recreations of that all the time. I don't, uh, what was the, what was the one that was like the studio 54? Oh, uh, Gosh, darn it. Oh, Halston, when they showed the girl begging to get in Halston, uh, the mini series by Ryan Murphy and they show yeah. the studio 54 vibe. And there's this girl just like, I'm wearing you. You've got to let me in. You know, I would, I, I've never been one of those people in my life. Like if, if I'm welcome in great. And then even what is that? Winston Churchill. I would not want to be a member of a club that would have me I would or not want to be join a club that would have me as a member.
1: All right, I
2: wouldn't mind going, but here's the thing you get older. You know, if I was maybe in my 20s, I'd go and see, because I've waited in many a line in my day. But now I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry, but waiting 45 minutes in a line to get in to give someone my money
1: ain't happening. You That's know? actually what spawned the all-time classic uh, by Sheik and Nile Rogers, La Freak was, Nile Rodgers was denied entry at studio. The fools. You know, <laughs> and hence we have the song. They also denied share once, oh. among others. You know, and I believe they also refused Henry Winkler during his height as the Fonz. But I mean, there's so many stories, Gene, you know, let's see, twin lady Godiva's nude on horses, trying to get in thinking that Bianca Jagger on the horse,
2: horse, yeah, (laughs) thinking that
1: would be enough. They didn't realize the whole thing behind that, but that was one attempt. Let's see. He had a guy who tried to get in through the air vents. Yep. He died, I believe, stuck in the air vents. Something like that, or they had to extract him, but yeah. something like that. You know, and then finally, I love this story. There was a kid who showed up with a studio fifty four sucks t shirt and Steve Robell said, Let him in.
2: See, now that's pretty badass, but Yes. I uh Yeah. It's crazy, right? I mean, like mm-hmm. what I, I you know what? Everybody wants to belong, and everybody wants to be part of the super cool elite. Whatever. You know what? Make your own cool. Make your own cool. Make your own cool. That's I had to. I when it comes to music, I mean, we the whole reason we you know if if I said I'm not a fan of David Bowie, I'd be a liar. Yeah, I you mean, would. Bowie, <laughs> right? Bowie's you know a little bit of Bowie gold rubs off on anybody who has a melody line. Let's just face it. Anyone post Bowie is is going to be accused of taking from Bowie.
1: Ever see Velvet Goldmine? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Oh, my God. There are holes
2: in that plot. You could throw uh, a a moose through, and I don't care. I love that movie. Isn't that more of
1: a fictionalized (laughs) telling of the story? So there is bound to be holes.
2: Oh, yeah. And they wrapped, they basically took all the legends and actual facts and kind of spun their own little fairy tale. It's not... Completely accurate at all.
1: If any of y'all out there in our listening audience have never seen Velvet Goldmine, okay, go out of your way to stream it. Well, not to date myself, you guys, but you know, back in the day, I was an employee at, get this, the old four-story tower record store in Boston, and a coworker of mine actually recommended that I rent out Velvet Goldmine, and that day I actually rented out both. The Velvet Goldmine, and my favorite movie of all time, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. So imagine that double feature.
2: You know Uh that uh, my cousin George plays bass in the Strawberry Alarm Clock, uh, and they're in that movie, you know?
1: (laughs) Chop Session Season 4 is out early (laughs) next year, you guys, so we're taking notes over here (laughs) for future guests. That is dope. He
2: he is amazing. He's an amazing musician.
1: I've been wanting for years to get Dolly Reed Martin on the show. So I hope one day to get somebody from that movie on this show. Right. I will consider that an achievement. But I will tell you that Velvet Goldmine was a hell of an experience. I knew a thing or two about the glam rock scene from historical anecdotes. But this film really takes you into that experience, you guys. And Owen McGregor did a hell of a job. Everybody in this film, you know, the Bowie vibes, the T-Rex vibes. Who can forget Jack Ferry? OK, I mean, everything about it, I watched that movie and bear in mind at this point in my life, I was already two years into my time of attending the old man Ray Club, too. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I was still searching for where I fit socially. So seeing Velvet Goldmine, you know, I'm going, man, yeah, I want to do that shit, you know, and well, you Wish for something, and it comes back to you 50-fold, and here we are. Well, speaking of things that come back to you, we already heard one track from Deluxe earlier on. Now we're about to hear She's Outside. You already heard the story from Gene Dante about this track. So we're going to go right into this one, you guys. We'll have more about this album and what's coming up in the future for Gene Dante and the future starlets and the Chop Session after this music break. This is The Chop Session. I am the indefinable Sterling Golden. This is Boston Free Radio. This is called She's Outside.
0: She's a glamorous tragedy waxed and stitched to perfection.
1: Dante and the Future Starlets. This is Boston Free Radio. This is of course the Chop Session. I am the Indefinable Sterling Golden. We are here with Sir Gene Dante talking about the new album Deluxe on digital streaming platforms right now. And I am holding right now in my hands the art book edition out now physical copy. You must own this one, you guys. And speaking of things you must do, you must tune in next week here on the Chop Session. We have from Band Inc. Juliana Amaral pulling up to the studio. A dope new young musician out here. On December the 6th, we have the Riviera Clothing Company pulling up. The 13th of December, designer extraordinaire Samuel Vartan will be here and closing out our season from London. December 20th, African Boy will be on the line. Mondays throughout the fall season, 6 p.m. Eastern, Boston, free radio. And of course, if you sleep on an episode of The Chop Session or happen to lock in late, say less, we got you. Stream every episode of The Chop Session wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Just search us up and hit that subscribe button. Now, Gene Dante. We've been talking a lot about the new album, Deluxe. You know, it's been assaulting people's senses now for (laughs) over a month, as well as the singles. So let's talk about touring 2022, the future vision board for Gene Dante and the future starlets. What's in the pipeline for promoting this album further?
2: Well, we have uh, done a lot of press outreach. Uh, We've gotten, uh, we've gotten some pretty good traction with uh, uh, maybe heard of Rodney Bingenheimer. He's Rodney on the Rock is on the the little Stevens underground uh, uh, underground garage. And uh, he's been a real supportive. He and Cindy have been real supportive. They played every single we've sent them. Um, And we, uh, what I really want to do, you know, if I could have my way is come springtime, provided it's safe, if the, you know, we're going to follow the guidelines. uh, I'd like to return to New York city where we always have a good time. And I would like to, by before the end of next year, if again, Guidelines are right, and the the climate's right for live music. I want to get my band out to Hollywood again. Uh, we uh, had a you know great show at the Whiskey A Go Go the last time we were there. I'd like to hit that place again. Um, I want to be you know tra- I'd like to travel to Detroit, but uh, it's also like as we go west. In, or South that'll be as the weather gets cold here. Cause that's a perfect excuse.
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> but uh, in the spring, I wouldn't mind taking a few trips out, you know, we got to figure out what's happening and, uh, but that's my goal. And again, like I said, it all depends on the guidelines and what's
1: available. Really, you know, I kind of want to tour Canada. <laughs> as you should, you know, I mean, take this thing international, you know, one place I would love to see Gene Dante and the future Starless tour is Japan. Oh, it would be one. Okay. I think the Japanese audience would really dig this vibe and this record. Okay. They love this kind of over the top glam rock kind of sound and vibe and they love, you know, all things, you know, just beautiful and larger than life. The art there is second to none, you know, everything about Japan, you know, it's just so much larger than life than anywhere else in the world. Look how they reimagine movie posters for American films. They make the most mundane rom-com look like Gone with the Wind. Yeah. On the posters. Yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. And I would love to see Gene Dante and the Future Stars Assault Japan.
2: I would uh like that myself as well. I feel like all the bands I like always did well in Japan and uh and I like Japanese culture. I and uh, you know, are yeah, I mean that's that's a great place for us. We're you know, we're looking into Europe too, you know. I mean, like we'll see. Gotta get a foothold, maybe get somebody to write about us and then uh,
1: but where in the world would you like Gene Dante and the future Starless to be on stage most of all, besides America?
2: Oh my gosh. Um, God, that's such a hard question because there are so many places I haven't been. Um, I would definitely say, you know, somewhere in Berlin would be wonderful. I want to play, I would love to play London. You know, like, I'm not going to lie, let's face it, London, that's where all the great stories come out of, and, you know, a lot of really great rock and roll stories from the sixties and beyond. And so I think that would be, you know, I've anywhere in Europe I'll take, but I think Berlin and London are two of my tops. And then, you know, I mean, yeah, Japan would be amazing.
1: (laughs) Berlin and London. I can see, okay. I could totally see you guys assaulting Berlin or London, bringing this whole vibe to them, you know, now let's turn the page to another discussion now. Okay. When Jean arrived at the studio today, I actually had on our video screens here at the studio a commercial you did. <laughs> okay, Jean Dante hockey coach. This was for Bauer, yes, and then a really amazing campaign they have going on. Okay, and they've had going on. So let's talk about Jean Dante, the actor. You know, whether it be commercials or films or television shows. Sure. So let's first start with this commercial I was watching, Jean Dante hockey coach.
2: Yes. Well, uh, I I auditioned for that through Boston Casting. It was uh, just, you know, I got called in uh, to see, you know, uh, just a random thing. I I wasn't sure, but I read the sides and I really liked the message behind it. It's part of their, uh, the women's movement never stops campaign. And uh, this is the uh, be proud to play like a girl And uh, it flips the script on the old, uh, the old trope about, you know, you play like a girl, you know, you fight like a girl, you, you know, Um, and that, you know, that's old school crap, you know, misogynist stuff that we need to say goodbye to. And so I really liked it. And I liked also, I liked the fact that, you know, I was, I was believable as a, you know, as a hockey coach, as a, as a jock dad. You know, for me, that was kind of, you know, and getting to deliver that message and, you know, somebody there's always going to be haters. You can't read the comments, but I feel like that was a positive message. And if some little girl feels empowered by it or some parent says, wow, this thing, uh, my girl can play hockey too, or my boys are going to respect women in athletics or in whatever uh, bubble therein I think that then we've done our work and Bauer those guys are great they wrote a great commercial they were great to work with um, the kid with the lines in that commercial is an actor named Benjamin brault who uh, will be appearing in the new or he is appearing in the new Dexter Dexter so, yes yeah Ben's mm-hmm. great he's uh, a young up-and-coming actor and he uh he will appear in that show I, um and uh, so it was great to work with him like I said Bauer who's you know, their their offices are right over the border in New Hampshire. Great company, man. I did another voiceover for them, too. I love working with them.
1: What's been your most satisfying work so far as an actor? Um,
2: well, that's tough to say. I, I will say for uh, for all right, two reasons. One, um, working with Lisa Boucher Hartman, uh, anytime I work with Lisa, I love. Uh, I will say we did write a one-man show together uh, based on Paul Lind called god save the queen paul lind 79 and it addressed the question um uh why did uh, you know uh what happened when he decided to quit hollywood squares and what would have turned him around Mm -hmm. and so we it was a a bit of a fantasy thing but we inject interjected some real life stuff and that was that was a, a a personal high for me because uh being up there on stage by myself with no accompaniment no band anything was nerve-wracking as hell being directed by one of the best friends in the world I have was was uh, a wonderful experience and uh, so that was great but also uh, I'm I'm not going to lie man doing my little one day on defending jacob and getting to do a scene with chris evans like the fact that I didn't like you know become incontinent or anything (laughs) like i you you you, uh we all say yeah i'm professional and everything but we all get it come on we all get excited when we get to work with one of the big boys of course and and hold our own and be believable sure so for me that that was uh, that was another moment i was really proud of because like you know you have yeah you just have to put all that away you have to you you can't be nervous you can't you can't uh Get in your head or, or, you know, get out of the game. You have to just be focused on the job at hand. So for that reason, it told me that I could do it. And, and so for as a another personal reason, maybe not a creative one, I believe I love defending Jacob. Don't get me wrong. And creatively, artistically, it's a beautiful film. It's well written. It's, you know, a little different than the book, but the writing is great. The direction was great. The acting is great. Uh, so, but for me, it was the, can you exist on this stage, if you will, opposite these people, and and I did. So I'll I'll, I'll take it as
1: a win. Absolutely, Mm. absolutely, you know. It's amazing too, you know, because people, when they realize how multi-talented you are, from music to acting, that kind of thing. I mean, when you meet somebody, you just know that they're born for the stage, or they're born for entertainment, that kind of thing. And it's funny. If you were paying attention earlier on, you guys, you heard me do a little uh, match game bit earlier <laughs> on. For whatever reason, I just thought of it. I could see if we could go back in time and bring Gene Dante with us. I could see you as a regular on that show panelist. <laughs> I could I, see you doing that.
2: I would have uh, loved being on a, a crazy 70s game. I mean, game shows, let's face it, they were hilarious, especially in the 70s. Absolutely. Right? Crazy. How do we? How do we say things and get it by the censors? Also, a little bit of trivia about Match Game: the host Gene Rayburn, Rayburn uh, was a big fan of Cape Cod, and from what I understand, he would be he would live in onset, and they would fly him out to Hollywood. And that's he, right. He would do two months worth of shows in two weeks, and then fly back here. And I think that's pretty. So he's a
1: local guy, man. Gene Rayburn lived in Gloucester. All right. Okay, and he actually had a hell of a career to him too he was actually the original uh sidekick on the tonight show back when steve allen was hosting nice you know, know. he did the uh, the match came back in the 60s too right, in its original started, incarnation yeah. you know and then came of course the one we all remember from the 70s and 80s Brett <laughs>
2: summers charles nelson riley <laughs> let see fanny
1: flag uh my favorite was patty Deutsch. Uh huh. You know, and Mostly,
2: it was always like, you know, Bobby Van and Elaine Joyce or something like
1: that. Like, Elaine oh, Joyce was constantly on there, always looked like she was on crack <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the eyes. In the 70s, you could do that. Ed
2: Asner <laughs> was on there a few times. Oh, Ed Asner, really? Yeah.
1: Oh. RIP. RIP. Oh, you man, know, among other people. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's funny when you realize this guy was a regular, and excuse me, it was a local, you know, out in Gloucester. You know, yeah, yeah, good stuff, man, you know. But now, speaking of good stuff, let's get back to Deluxe, Gene Dante, and the Future of Stars. This next track, High Time, we're about to hear on the show. Talk more about High Time.
2: Uh, High Time was, uh, it's funny, we were mixing another song a while back, and sometimes when you're trying to get the frequency right, and when it comes to, like, digital mixing, you— um you loop a a section of a song and you adjust frequencies and stuff. I don't know all the science behind it, but I know I'm, I'm always in the room when it happens. And this little snippet of another song, you never would have heard it in the song, but it be, but repeating it became the key riff for high time. And I, I just like held up my phone. It was my song. I wrote it. So I wasn't like ripping somebody, you know, I'm not the black eyed peas here taking someone else's property. Sorry. now that's kind of mean to say, but, um, uh, I recorded a bit that thing, that loop over for about two minutes. And then I came up with the song and I just, um, I, I, when I wrote it, I know, I, I know maybe nobody hears it, but to me, I hear the influence of Tom Petty. Uh, sure. I feel like his, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I have no right to say it, but I feel like his ghost was like over my shoulder when I was writing it because it was very much a you can say it. very much a Tom Petty song and it, and the voicing of it, the, you know, high time you leave. You know, it sounds like a cowboy kind of, you know, a little Southern accent kind of thing. It's all hot time. You get the heck out of Dodge there, son, you know, like that kind of thing. And uh, so I just, I felt like that. And it was, again, it's on, it's on point with the, the recurring themes of deluxe, which are, you know, purging yourself of the toxic people, relationships, things like that. The people who, you know, they, they say they're there for your good. They're there for their good. Yes,
1: absolutely. High Time, Gene Dante, in the future starlets. This is The Chop Session. I am the indefinable Sterling Golden. This is Boston Free Radio. Back in a few. You
0: talk a grand trash design, a wild co op 来
1: of the future starlets for pulling up this week here on the Chop Session. The new album, Deluxe, is out right now on all digital streaming platforms, and of course physical copies can be obtained. I especially urge y'all to check out the art book edition and experience life in the after party through the eyes of Gene Dante. As a person who has seen many an after party in his day, I can tell you it's very authentic. Good shit. Thank you. No doubt. No doubt. All right, so next week here on the chop session, Juliana Amaral of band Inc is pulling up here prior to our Thanksgiving. And then of course we'll be doing the Thanksgiving thing. And then Riviera clothing company will be on the following week on the 6th of December. The 13th is Samuel Vartan and closing out our season. December 20th will be African boy. You can find us on all digital streaming platforms, and of course, Mondays, 6 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time on Boston Free Radio, all fall season long. Check out our premieres. And before we get into our own social media, this hear Gene Dante's social media.
2: Oh yeah, I'm I'm on the social medias. Uh, it's uh, on Insta and Twitter. It's uh, my handle is at Gene Dante, one word, G-N-E-D-A-N-T-E. Uh If you um, you can find the Future Starlets on Facebook. Uh, it's, uh, facebook.com slash gene Dante dot future starlets. Um, and who knows, you might want to send me a friend request, but send me a note. If you're going to, uh, if you request my personal page, I have a few spots left. Send me a note. Let me know you're a real person. If you're a bot, just tell me you're a bot and then I won't friend you. Uh, and what else am I on? Anything else? Uh, we're on Spotify. Find me on Spotify. of course. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, clearly you can get my stuff on Spotify, iTunes, whatever, wherever, you know, but those are my socials, my Twitter and my Insta are my number ones.
1: Excellent, my man. Gene Dante on this week's Chop Session, y'all. Of course, you can find the Chop Session on Instagram at Chop Session Show and on Twitter at the Chop Session. You can find your man, the indefinable Sterling Golden as well at DJ Sterling Golden on Instagram and on Twitter at DJ Sterling Golden with one G could not fit two in the handle. Too many characters. Interesting. It, isn't it? Isn't it? They never did fix that. Anyway, y'all. See you next week. This is the Chop Session. and I say stop.